0: Travelcast B-Sides, Episode 8, The Elves Hate You, by Matthew Bay. It may be the holiday season, but don't expect these elves to be Santa's little helpers. Unless, that is, Santa's trying to kick your ass. Matthew Bay is a writer and editor living in Austin, Texas. He edits the Print Zine Space Squid and the fiction page of RevolutionSF.com. His short stories have appeared in Andromeda Spaceways In-Flight Magazine, Martian Wave, Undead 3, and others, including the Drabblecast. He has stories forthcoming in Black Gate Magazine and The Town Drunk. This story was previously published twice by Andromeda Spaceways In-Flight Magazine. So stay gold, Ponyboy. Stay gold. We bring you The Elves Hate You by Matthew Bay. Hey, Vlad, isn't that elf wearing the same shirt as you? Vlad stopped picking at the popcorn kernels caught in his fangs. He'd been chewing the complimentary popcorn because it tasted salty, like blood, but also because it was crunchy, which blood was not. He squinted at the pointy-eared creature sitting at the far side of the club. You're sure that's not a Vulcan? Picachimp, Vlad's right arm man, shook his head. Nah, them's elves all right, and the tall one's been shopping same place as you. Vlad's preternatural sight was perfectly adapted to the club's dim lighting. You're right. I can't believe he has the nerve to wear that in here. I practically invented throat ruffles. Come on, let's show those pansies they can't mess with vampires. The elf with a shirt looked up as they approached his table, raising a lacy handkerchief and a limp wrist to cover his noble nostrils.
1: Well, nobody told me that this was casual Friday.
0: <laughs> the other two elves giggled cruelly. I believe you're wearing my shirt. Vlad clenched his fangs.
1: Well now, how could they be the same? I look so much better in mine." Vlad had to admit it was true. The elf
0: had a glamour about him that gave him the airbrushed look of a vogue cover model, only more anorexic. Vlad, however, had started out short and swarthy. Centuries of undeath had not improved his complexion, nor his breath for that matter. "'This club ain't big enough for the two of us to share one look.'
1: "'And who are you, sir, that you would disturb my evening thus?'
0: "'I'm Vlad the Greater. "'In his Balkan homeland, the peasants still feared the name of Vlad the Greater, "'the tyrant who put thousands of dissidents to death with cheese graters, "'the most horrific execution device available at the time. "'He could still hear the rasp of the graters as they shredded innocent flesh,' The tortured screams of his victims haunted his endless nights. They seemed to be saying, War Crimes Tribunal, War Crimes Tribunal. Picachimp waggled his fingerless gloves at the elves. So who are you guys? The elf sniffed.
1: Well, my name is beyond the capacity of your clumsy language. You cannot do justice to the many nuances and subtleties, so you may call me Francois.
0: Listen, Frank. Vlad pointed a gnarled fingernail. He had been shocked to discover that fingernails really do keep growing after death. You can either clear out on your own or we'll do it for you.
1: Um, are you, like, supposed to be frightening or something?"
0: The elves looked around their table in genuine puzzlement. We're vampires, dude. Vlad raised eyebrows that were larger and bushier than most toupees. You know, we drink blood, can't stand daylight. That was certainly true. A couple of months previously, their friend Dirge Master got caught by the sunrise while running to the 7-Eleven. It took days for Vlad to clean the corpse goop and maggots out of his Honda Civic.
1: Oh, I see. You have dietary restrictions.
0: That's right, Frank. We're macrobiotic freaking vegans. It's not like we're freaking undead or anything. Vlad rolled his eyes.
1: Oh, no, you didn't. How dare you use sarcasm
0: with an elf? The elves stood as one. Anger flickered like eldritch lightning behind their cobalt eyes.
1: There is a saying in my language. Ta mere est una salope.
0: Yeah? Well, Fabio just called. He wants his hair back.
1: Name a time and a place, dead thing.
0: The old sock factory, midnight. Vlad snapped his fingers. Strike that. We'll meet you there twenty minutes after the bar closes. On their way out the door, the vampires paused to moon the elves pale necrotic buttocks phosphoresced in the club's backlight. At the appointed hour, the two Nosferatu crept through the abandoned sock factory, darker shadows against the backdrop of night. They took up positions on the main floor, their glossy black club boots standing on scores of scattered tube socks. Is this gonna take long, Vlad? Picachimp hunched his shoulders beneath his black trench coat gotta get back to work soon. I can't get fired. You know, it's a tough job market for programmers. Yeah, well, I think we're a little early. Vlad bit his bottom lip with one fang. You got any gum? Picachimp tossed Vlad a packet. Have some chiclets. Vlad's mouth smacked as he chewed the candies. Listen to them. The chiclets of the night. What music they make. Just then, the concrete floor opened in a kaleidoscope of rainbow light. From the dreadful beauty of their eldritch realm, the elves rode forth. Their unicorn mounts pranced on cloven hooves, ribbons of blue and gold streaming from their braided tails and manes. The unicorns held high their helixes of ivory horn, proudly puffing their pearly chests. Vlad guffawed. Those are the ugliest dogs I've ever seen. With a wave of his hand, Francois closed the gateway to Faerie. Your filthy eyes
1: are unworthy to gaze upon such noble beasts.
0: Whatever, your dogs are cruising to the pound after we kick your ass. Francois gave a nod, and the three elves drew their weapons. Two of the elves knocked arrows to bowstring, and Francois unsheathed a silver sword, a tangle of spectral runes dancing along the blade. He lowered the point at Vlad, and the vampire could feel the weapon thirst for his damned soul. The elves assumed an even smarmier air of superiority.
1: Looks like we outnumber you, foul thing. Surrender now. I will even allow you to keep that shirt.
0: Vlad smirked and pulled a 20-gauge from his trench coat. Leave it to an elf to bring a knife to a gunfight. Arrows flew from bows with inhuman speed. Vlad ducked and rolled, taxing his unholy reflexes to their limit. He took a shot, catching an archer in the torso. The elf's glamour dispelled instantly, and something like a bald, leprous monkey fell screaming from the unicorn. The elf learned the hard way that in this ego-conscious age, all shotgun shells in America are packed with cold iron instead of lead. Vlad located Francois in the fray and shot from the hip. The silver sword flexed along weird dimensions, sucking the buckshot into a maelstrom of power. Francois laughed musically.
1: Ooh, ooh Jesus. You were so gonna have to try harder than that to kill me, dead thing.
0: Dude, I can reload. Vlad pumped the gun again and fired. The elf jerked to Perry. It occurred to Pikachu that unicorn horns were probably pretty sharp, just as the charging unicorn gored him through the liver. <laughs> you jerk! Picachimp shouted at the rider. Do you know how hard it is to find next t-shirts these days? Pushing against the unicorn's forehead did no good. The spiraling horn secured the vampire like a giant drywall screw. In his rage, Pikachu gnawed on the beast's ears.
1: <gasps> Merde!
0: The elf cursed in his fey tongue as the unicorn bucked like a rodeo bronco.
1: Retorne angulae les moches.
0: With a sucking snap, the horn popped off the unicorn's head, leaving three feet of ivory impaled through Pikachu. The beast reared, its silvery hooves pawing the air, a horrible emptiness where the horn used to be. Then it died, falling over backward and fatally crushing its rider. <laughs> yeah, oh... Pikachimp doubled over, clutching his liver. He could feel the unicorn horn converting the poisons of his deathly body into pure wine, a process which was startlingly painful. He tasted some of the ruby fluid leaking from his torso. It appeared to be Merlot. Picachimp spotted the other two unicorns. The beasts milled about without tethers, unprotected, cornered. Goddamn rhino poodles, it's payback time. Picachimp licked his lips. Here, kitty, kitty, kitties. Oh, don't be afraid. I just want to tear out your freaking throats! Pikachu stalked forward, herding the skittish animals together. In the center of the factory, Vlad loaded his last shell. He and Francois stood alone among tube socks and the dead. Pikachimp's goopy corpse lay in a pile of unicorn bodies, his corrupt flesh burning where the unicorn horn had impaled him.
1: What madness this is! All this death and violence! And why? Because we could not share a common aesthetic? Can there be no greater irony than...
0: The iron buckshot shattered Francois's sword. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that you were saying about violence, Frank? Vlad held the gun by the barrel and clubbed the elf to the floor. Uh, no! Francois screamed.
1: Okay. Uh, no, Stinking uh, elf. Uh, wear
0: my shirt. Uh, Vlad kicked the elf in the face. He stomped again and again until no trace of prettiness remained. He stomped until the bald, leprous, faceless monkey stopped twitching. Vlad Riverdance stomped that elf until he noticed how light it was getting outside. He looked at the factory's broken windows. A rosy glow crowned the eastern horizon. Oh shit, he muttered. For the first time in three hundred years, Vlad saw a sunrise. The sun set over the abandoned sock factory. Maggots squirmed in the corpse goop that stuffed a poofy shirt. As the shadows deepened into darkness, Something moved within the carnage. A unicorn stumbled to its feet, as clumsy as a newborn. All around, it could hear its brother unicorn stirring as well. Fresh energy flowed through its trembling limbs. Something was different. The night seemed more alive and vibrant than ever before. In the breeze from the shattered windows, it could smell the teeming, defenseless masses of the city It thirsted for the hot blood that coursed through their veins. The unicorn bared its fangs. Tonight, it would drink. But first, it would try on the shirt with the poofy ruffles. This story was brought to you by Drabblecast Productions under a Creative Commons Attribution Noncommercial No Derivatives License. Special thanks to Jan Dennison for this week's episode artwork. Jan is a scientist, blogger, artist, painter, reader, dog lover, and maker of a wide variety of really neat crafts. Visit her site at www.jannypie.com. That's J-A-N-N-Y-P-I-E dot com. For more great stories like the one you just heard, check out the Drabblecast at Drabblecast.org.